Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode seven of season 44 of Survivor. Uh, this is The Clingers Have Spoken. My name is Joel. That's Michael. Um, and we are ready to talk about this episode of Survivor. We are down to 10 people on the island after tonight. Michael, what do you think of tonight's episode? I thought it was a pretty weird episode, and the payoff was terrible. Um, <laughs> losing a good character before his time because of a garbage twist. And I'm normally not team this was a garbage twist, but tonight, you know, it's a garbage twist if you lose, like, one of your main characters because they got swap screwed. It's like we were either losing one main character or the other. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's difficult to to operate under those things because, I mean, this was about probably the worst possible thing that I feel like could have happened because I feel like if if those three members of the Orange Tribe were like split up even at all then one of them would have been going home and now we are stuck with Brandon and Lauren and Jamie and Kane for a whole nother episode at least you know yeah we gotta start getting those orange guys out of here we're, we're we need to move on from them yeah, because it, it's like it doesn't make sense. I'm sure they're about to get voted off because it doesn't make sense for them to make it that far together. And I don't think I don't see really any of them as strong players. At least they're not portrayed as such, you know, um, like Brandon doesn't seem like a real strong guy, a real threat. Jamie definitely doesn't think that doesn't feel that way. Um, I just kind of it just it just sucks for Matt and I kind of. Once they showed the slow motion montage of him and Franny's relationship, I was like, okay, yeah, it's probably Matt. Like, straight up. Yeah, I mean, like, it sucks the fact that, like, it didn't pay off and, like, Franny deciding she needs to vote Matt out or them going to the end together or them sticking together too long. Like, literally one of them just got swap screwed. So what's the point? Yeah, like the building up this whole thing to the tension, like kind of so like Gabby and Christian, they were like such a duo, right? And like they weren't like a love thing, but they were like kind of a partnership. And that was a great episode when Gabby was like, I can't have Christian here anymore, you know, Um, and we never got there with this one. I don't know if we ever would have, but and now it's just kind of like an unanswered question. And we'll see what happens after the season with them. So that's that's kind of a long time to wait, to me, for me at least. Well, and the worst part about it is there won't even be a uh, uh, like a reunion a reunion show like months afterward to see if they stayed together. Like they're just gonna be thrilled to see each other at the you know like if Franny made it to the final three, they would just be thrilled to see each other at the at the final tribal council, but like, we're not going to know whether they got together or not. Like we're going to have to like look them up online or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's brutal. That's brutal. Uh, I, I, I think they're both on Twitter. I think, I think Franny is for sure. I don't know if I've seen Matt on Twitter though, but I mean, yeah, they have chemistry. What can I say? Like, like Franny was like flipping out, and 
I feel like I'm excited to watch her feel guilty. Not because I like seeing people feel guilty. Just like I think there is something there like that she's probably going to feel guilty that she could have dropped, still been safe, and kept Matt safe if she just didn't win. Right. Yeah, that's the thing of it is that she could have still been safe and her number one ally could have been safe. I mean, there would have been a lot more green tribe going to tribal, but yeah, I mean, I think she's going to be kicking herself over that, honestly. And that sucks because that's such like a good moment for her, really, because it's like, oh, I just won like an individual immunity. And it's like, it's just all going to be like overcast with this like, oh, dang, like this was maybe selfish and a mistake. And she shouldn't feel that way, (laughs) but she does, I guess, because that's how, you know, relationships work sometimes. I don't know. That's such an interesting thing. I can't wait to see her deal with that next episode. I hope she can move on because, you know, I would have won too if I was in her shoes. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's talk about Heidi's decision tonight because Heidi wanted to get rid of Matt. She could have gotten rid of a Ratu tonight. Like if you... If she was to take Lauren's vote and then vote for Jamie or vote for Brandon, I guess she couldn't have voted for Brandon, but she could have voted for Jamie. She didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think that was kind of the weird calculation of it all because like they had to basically get Jam Jam and Matt like on board. Like they would... I would have felt more comfortable doing that if they um, if they were in on it. Like, if I could tell them ahead of time, like, hey, put your votes on whatever and, like, talk to them about that. But that's, like, such a weird, like, in-the-moment thing that maybe Jam Jam flips or maybe Matt flips, but maybe they just don't. Like, I don't trust Jam Jam to throw down, like, Jamie's name. Well, I I literally think that Jam Jam and Matt were probably going to vote together. And then once she did that and voted for Matt or voted for Jam Jam, Jam Jam was like, well, now I have to vote for Matt. And Matt was like, well, now I have to vote for Jam Jam. So yeah. I I think that like if she had if she had done a vote for Lauren, that I think they both would have voted for Lauren, too. And. So I, I think they would have had a 3-2 Lauren vote. But everybody knows Lauren has an extra vote, so she couldn't have Lauren. Isn't it in the rules of Survivor that, like, you can't vote for yourself? That's in the rules, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. She could have she could have either stolen Jamie's vote and voted for Lauren or stolen Lauren's vote and voted for Jamie. Right. So if she steals Jamie's vote and votes for Lauren, then Lauren's just going to play her extra vote, and you're just going to have a 3-3 tie. And then they're going to re-vote. And then does Heidi get to control Jamie's vote again? Or is it just a one-time thing? Well, she definitely gets to control it again if Lauren gets to use her extra vote again. You know? Yeah, but I guess I'm thinking, like, she doesn't get to use her Jamie's vote again and... Oh, yeah, that's weirdly complicated. I think they would have just done it. They just would have run it back and said there's six votes 
So run it back. If it's a tie again, you draw rocks. But then Heidi doesn't have to draw rocks, so what does she care? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder how that would have gone down. That's interesting. Because, like, when Matt and Jam Jam were just talking, they're like, they're going to split their votes, so, like, if we both vote together we can tie them two two and it's like yeah that just doesn't matter though because then there's just a revote and then whoever lost will just go home like that that logic of like hey we're gonna pair up and win the vote it's like no you're not that's not how math works you know which is difficult. yeah that was a little bit confusing when they were like we should vote together because they'll split vote it was like, okay, it'll be tied to two to two to one, and then that one will just join the other two, and y'all, one of y'all will still go home. Yeah. Yeah. So it made no sense. Um, I'm thinking of this now. We can go back to it later. Did Matt leave his bag on the island? I mean, he had to have. Wow. Unless the production team came and got it for him. That's so crazy. I didn't even know they have to carry their bags to, like, every challenge. Well, I mean, I think they definitely will from now on after watching tonight's episode. Oh, man. That's so brutal. Like, that's that's so stupid, in my opinion. Well, especially because he definitely would have played his shot in the dark. You know, this is like the situation where you definitely play a shot in the dark. And... You know, he was didn't even have the ability to play it. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, the odds... Yeah. Definitely shot in the dark kind of day. Which, like, Jam Jam didn't have his shot in the dark, did he? I think he's still got it. He hasn't played it yet. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Man. Yeah, that's so interesting. Because he, he had a fake idol, too. And, like, it's it's weird that he showed Brandon, like, before the challenge. It was like, yeah, I have this fake idol. He didn't even, like, play it off as if it was real. Which I thought was weird. Well, I mean, I think you've got to think Brandon would know it was a fake idol anyways. So, you don't want to blow up your spot. You want to try to build some trust and say, dude, I just found out this is a fake idol. Like, what are you? Ta- what is this craziness? Because if yeah. you bluff to someone who has an idol or has seen an idol, everyone knows Brandon did see it and had an idol. So he would know yeah. if someone was bluffing. He knows there's two idols in each one. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh, man. Brutal. Uh, so, okay, you said they got screwed or whatever, but it, this versus, like, both tribes go to – both five – tribe five person tribes like go to tribal council do we like this better or worse than that well i like it better because we could have lost like matt and carolyn tonight Uh uh-huh or matt and jam jam or carolyn and jam jam we don't need that nonsense so i'm glad that only one one person got voted out i mean it sucks that it was matt like we've got those three no-name orange tribe people sticking around and it's just like why go home go to your home yeah like lauren jamie brandon and uh kane 
and Heidi are seemingly like invisible. Like it's just it's just right now the only people that they're really showing often and when it's not necessary to are like Carolyn, Jam Jam, Danny, and Franny. Everybody else is just kind of like a a person that's also there that sometimes things happen to. Yeah, I mean, we still were getting Carolyn's thoughts on everything tonight, even though she had nothing to do with the plot other than being sad that maybe Jam Jam was going home. And we were still getting a lot of Carolyn shots. And yet, like, Heidi has, like, a really big role in tonight's episode. I mean, she might have botched it. But she has a really big role in tonight's episode, and it was still, she just kind of felt like she was also there. I mean, Heidi might have botched it, but it's also like, she did what Franny wanted her to do from the outset, from what we could see, you know? So I I don't know, I don't know if she did go against everybody else and say, hey, I'm going to put it on Jam Jam to get out Matt. Like, I don't know if she was thinking that far ahead like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe that, like, Heidi preserved that relationship with Franny, but I don't know. I mean, the good news for Franny is that the target's off her back now. For sure. She can move on as not part of a showmance, and she can actually, like, maneuver and play... She's not going to be a target now. They got rid of her number one ally. People are going to forget about her. and She's going to make it two or three more votes now without really being, you know, a, a target at Tribal, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, the people that make it out of this episode, to me, the best are Franny and Jam Jam. Because, like, Jam Jam keeps skating by. But he's not getting by, or like it's not perceived that he's getting by by being a particularly amazing social player. He's just skating by because he's not like the lowest on the totem pole, you know. And it's like at some point it's gonna flip where they're gonna start headhunting for people that make decisions and make votes happen, and he's not gonna appear like that at all. Yeah, but, like, my question is, like, who does appear like that right now? Like, Carson? Brandon? Yeah. You know, like... Danny. uh, Danny for sure. Danny, yeah. But I feel like they're definitely going to want to tip the scales and vote out an orange next tribal. So I think Danny would be safe. But you never know. You never know. Yeah. Oh, man. This, uh, this episode felt like it went by so fast to me. Like, I watched it and I was like, that was 40 minutes. That's kind of crazy. Because that's really, I mean, is there anything else that happened? I just know that Jeff spent, like, so much time explaining the rules and how things were going to go, number one. And number two... We got that opening scene where Matt was like, I'm feeling super confident right now. And at that point, I turned to Madeline and said, that's not good for Matt. <laughs> this might go badly for him. Yeah. And I feel like the game, like the way that they're structuring this game of Survivor now is 
Like you literally can't ever be comfortable or confident because at some point we're just the luck of the draw may screw you and you're going to get voted out. And that's what yeah. happened tonight. Literally well, the luck of the draw. That's the thing. Well, people kept saying, you know, after Redemption Island, everybody was like, oh, the season was so boring because Rob just like owned it. And like there was nothing that happened. And we just watched Rob win. And it was just so clearly he was going to win. It was just so boring. So they're like, okay, well, how can we make it not boring? And the way you make it not boring is you threaten the good players with a harder task that they're going to fail at sometimes. And like that's kind of where we are right now i feel like which is making the game more so like a an adaptability luck of the draw type game and that's kind of where we are right now in survivor i feel like i mean i don't feel like it's always like that but i thought that tonight's episode was particularly strong like if you go back and listen to all of our podcasts over the last few seasons I feel like I'm generally the one saying, I don't know, like it was random, but I wouldn't say that someone got screwed, like they could have done this or that. Matt really wasn't a, there was there was nothing he could have done tonight. When you get switched like that and into a group of five where three are against you, there's really nothing that you can do. If it was a group of six where you can like, it's three orange, and then you've got three others. Okay, we can all get together over here, and we can go to rocks. We can do all sorts of different things. Maybe we get luck from someone on that other tribe, you know, putting a vote towards them or something like that. Tonight, there was really nothing Matt could do. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, it's a challenge. Like, it's hard to find that line between just straight-up predictable, which I don't think we've had that problem in a long time but the pendulum has swung so far like go back and watch some seasons like madeline and i went back and watched uh cook islands um in the last six months and dude it's so obvious who's gonna win yeah like madeline it's obvious it was was obvious like who was gonna make the last two yeah like madeline was under the impression the whole time that parvati won for some reason um so she didn't so this she she thought she knew it was going to happen and then it didn't so that like added some excitement for her but like as a general viewer like it's so straightforward and you totally know it's going to happen to a point of like is a little bit boring if you were to like especially like binge watch it like people watch tv these days but if you go back and you're trying to like watch you know, this season in the future, like, you're going to be like, okay, I mean, we know Carolyn wins. But the fact that, like, this thing that happened was completely random, and it happened to Matt and Jam Jam, either way, we were going to be a little bit disappointed after tonight's episode. Yeah. If, if it did happen, and somehow they got it where lauren went home are we are we upset about it or is it just that matt or jam jam was going to go home no if lauren had gone home we'd be sitting here saying like man they voted out a complete nobody and it was still an exciting episode of television because we thought matt or jam jam was going to go home that's what we'd be saying 
Yeah. Yeah, but if they set it up like Lauren was going to go home and then Matt went home, we would all be pretty upset. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> um, man. Yeah. Matt, I really appreciate your service to Survivor. I really hope it works out with you and Franny, man. Like, I, I just... This show hasn't seen a showmance in a long time. And you seem very happy with that connection that you've made. And I wish you the best of luck, my friend. Godspeed. Yeah, I mean, come on. Come on. Like, make it happen, Matt. Come on. We need this. <laughs> we need this so bad, dude. This, you, you and Franny's show, man, it's just like, that's what got me up in the past, like, week out of bed. I was like, man, there's hope in the world. Matt and Franny found each other on the Fijian Islands. And they're making it happen, and they're still in Survivor. So you're not going to make the end of Survivor, but maybe there's still some hope there, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I feel like they're not going to be together, though. I feel like they're probably going to be like, yeah, we hung out, and it was fine. And then we, we don't anymore, and it's fine. I don't, I don't foresee, like, a Taylor and Figgy situation happening. What's that? What do you mean? Because they were, like, pissed at the reunion, right? Like, they were like, no, we're not. <laughs> Taylor was having a baby with another girl by the time the reunion happened. Yeah, so, like... That's how so much like, time had passed. Well, somebody asked, like, Figgy, or one of them, and they were like, nope, don't really... It's not. Nope, don't want to talk about it. Um, so, I don't know. I think they'll be able to talk about it, but, like... We'll see. We'll see. Anything else on this episode? Not really. I think that the uh, immunity necklace looks pretty cool, but other than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's. I watched a, a movie called Dungeons and Dragons, and it looks like one of the things that the sorcerer uses for, like, to, for his spells or whatever. It looks like that. Um, but... Okay, so there are lots of topics that we can talk about for the remainder of the time for our one more thing. So like what do you what do you want to fill up 10 minutes of time with tonight? The NBA playoffs. Let's do it, man. What is your take on the NBA playoffs? The play-ins are happening right now. Any any scorching hot takes or big deep feelings about who's going to go far or who's maybe not going to go far? Um, my general thing, I, I haven't like done a ton of homework. I've been keeping up on the season. I haven't been watching a ton of games, but I've been keeping up on the general storylines. Um, right now, basically in every sports book, I'm pretty sure in every sports book, the Warriors are favored to beat the Kings in a seven-game series. But the Kings are the three-seed, and the Warriors are the sixth seed. And so that seems like easy money to me. So if you're out there and you're thinking about it, just do it. You're getting a three seed against a sixth seed, but you're getting it at plus money. So just take it. I'm not saying the Kings are going to win, but I'm saying it's at least a straight toss-up. The fact that the Warriors are favored is a little bit much for me. But that said, the Warriors' road record has been terrible. Their home yeah. record has been great. 
And I think that, like, the fact of them not having to travel super far in this series and the fact that it's the playoffs, the Warriors are going to be okay. So I think that it's probably a straight toss-up, but you're getting, like, good plus money on the Kings. So take that. Number two, everyone's picking the Lakers to beat the Grizzlies. The Lakers are literally like one rolled ankle away from being an absolute train wreck of a basketball team. They're already super sloppy. I'll take the Grizzlies over the Lakers all day long. And I know that somehow the Lakers have become like favored. So if you look at like if you look at BetMGM right now the the Grizzlies to win the West are plus 700. The Lakers to win the West are plus 800. We're talking about the two seed and the seven seed are similar odds to win the West. You should take the Grizzlies to win the West every time before you take the Lakers. That Lakers team is sloppy. LeBron is old. He's not washed, but he's clearly diminished from what he used to be. He's still the smartest guy on the basketball court. He still makes a lot of passes that a lot of... That 99% of NBA players wouldn't see. He still makes cuts that 99% of NBA players wouldn't make. But the team's just not there. If he was around in, uh, one of the best teams in his career, I'd feel confident. But they're one Anthony Davis rolled ankle away from being completely toast. So take the Grizzlies all day in that series. Okay, so we got the Kings and the Grizzlies. Anything else? Okay, so if you take it from there, then you've got the Grizzlies and the Kings in the 2-3 matchup. And then in the 1-4 matchup, we're talking Nuggets-Suns yeah. or Nuggets-Clippers. Yeah. Guys, you should seriously consider taking the Kings or the Grizzlies to win the West. You should seriously consider this option I'm not in on the Suns. I know that they've got Kevin Durant, but they've also got this guy on their team named Chris Paul. He's about 40 years old. His body breaks down every year in the playoffs for the past five years. And they traded away their one of their best defensive players in Michael Bridges. They traded away one of their best shooters in Cam Johnson. So I would also not want to take the Suns and the Nuggets, I just don't feel it with the Nuggets. They've not been able to, um, you know, like they haven't proven it in the postseason to me yet. Yeah, they haven't. Jokic and them have not proven it in the postseason to me yet. So I know that the Grizzlies or the Kings haven't either, but you're getting way better odds on the Grizzlies and Kings than you are on the Nuggets. So that's my general take. Interesting. I, I, I agree somewhat with all of that. I don't I'm not going to put any money on the Kings. Like the Warriors are great. Like they didn't have home court advantage last year against the Grizzlies and they still beat them. And like Jaw got hurt, but they already won a road game when that happened. So like whatever. Um I just I just don't see the Kings making it far. I saw an article, I think it was 538, it was either 538 or ESPN. It was basically like the past champions have mostly been very good 
and efficiency in both offense and defense. And there are like three teams in the East that have that, like the Cavs, the Celtics, or the Cavs, you know, the Celtics or the Sixers and then the Bucks all have that, both sides. And there's only one team in the West that is even close to having like top 10 offensive and defensive numbers, and it's the Grizzlies. So, like, you know, and we haven't had the Suns with Kevin Durant for that long. So that's a pro in that maybe they'll play better with him, but it's a con in that they're not going to have the chemistry that you may need in the playoffs. Um, so that's that's really my team that I'm kind of, that I'm most concerned about in the West right now would be the Suns because we don't really know what we're walking into with that. They could they could be a train wreck and they could lose in the first round of the Clippers, but they could also like win the whole thing. I just don't know what's going to happen with them. You know? Yeah. And- I get that they're an unknown, but I think if you look at history, you'd be hard-pressed to find a team that added a piece in the middle of the season like like at the deadline who then wasn't able to play for a while and then was able to come in and make a huge difference in their team. Like they're counting on Kevin Durant to do a lot of things and he he just hasn't done those in his son's uniform yet. There is one recent, recent thing, season that that happened in and it was the Raptors with Kawhi. But that wasn't mid-season. I mean, he got added, he got traded for in the offseason. He got traded for in the offseason, and then he had a whole season to get with it, get to know everybody, get to learn how to play with everybody. For Nick Nurse, had a whole season to build a strategy around him and style of play, and that just hasn't been possible with the Suns. Okay, yeah, but Kawhi didn't play for like a while. You know, that was like the start of load management. So, I mean, yeah, he was on the roster, and yeah, he talked with the team, and yeah, he ran some practice, but like, I mean, also, they almost lost the Sixers. Also, the Warriors weren't healthy when they beat them. So, I mean, it just, I, I don't know. Anything can happen, and like, I I don't know. I think anything can happen except for the Kings making the finals. I don't think that's possible. I wouldn't be shocked if anybody one through seven in the West made the finals, except for the Kings. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi played 60 games for the Raptors in 2018-2019. So he did take a good amount of games off, but he was relatively healthy and he was around the guys for a whole season. So I think we it's not really the same thing. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'd be more in on the Suns next season than I am in on them this season. With like, an older Chris Paul and an older Kevin Durant. Older Chris Paul, older Kevin Durant, but a Kevin Durant, a Chris Paul, a Devin Booker, and a DeAndre Ayton who have all played basketball together for over a year. That would be much preferred to me because like in my opinion, Chris Paul, I I would take John Moran over Chris Paul. Let's just talk about point guards in the West. I'd take 
John Morant over Chris Paul. I would take Jamal Murray over Chris Paul. I would take Stephen Curry over Chris Paul. De'Aaron Fox over Chris Paul. I think, yeah. I think I'd probably take De'Aaron Fox over Chris Paul. You know, so there's definitely, like, he's just, he's diminished. And as the postseason goes on, we've seen his body break down time and time again. We've seen Kevin Durant's body not hold up time and time again. And honestly, like, I don't want to bet, don't take this as bashing Devin Booker, but Devin Booker is not that top five guy you need to carry you to a finals. So it has to be KD. It has to be KD for them carrying them. And they've lost some depth in acquiring him. Just I'm just not buying it. I think the Nuggets are going to beat him. I could be convinced that the Nuggets are the team to go with. Um, but it, for as far as betting odds go, I don't love the odds you're getting betting the Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, they just haven't have they even made they haven't made like a Western Conference Finals. Like you know, that's pretty that's pretty I don't know, necessary for me to like put you in the finals. So like have made the round before at least. Like so I don't know. But but the top three seeds haven't done that in forever. So you know, that's why I think it's totally possible that the Suns, the Clippers, the Warriors, or the Lakers could just get on a heater and make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I just not, I just don't see it with the Lakers, but like I do agree that I think the Nuggets, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, and the Kings. Well, so here's my thing: I think that the Warriors and Kings, like I think that that series is a toss-up. But if the Warriors were to win, then I will start believing in the Warriors again. And I will be terrified to play them if I'm the Grizzlies in the second round. Yeah. I would I was much re- rather play the Kings in the second round. But that would be because the Warriors had proven something to me in the first round by beating the Kings. I was really hoping for the Clippers to lose so that so the Clippers would be on our side and not the Warriors. Because then it would be Denver, the Warriors, and the Suns all on the other side. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. But that's fine. I guess you can't dodge everybody. I mean, yeah, that's the truth. Like you're going to have to play these teams and like that's that's how teams like we say like, "Oh, well, the Hawks, they made the Eastern Conference Finals a couple years ago." Oh, Damian Lillard made a Western Conference Finals like fairly recently. But it's all about what side of the bracket you're on. Ultimately, you're going to have to go up against the best team in your conference besides you, and you're going to have to beat them in a seven-game series. And that's just the way it's going to be for you to make the finals. So, yeah, I mean, I personally love the Grizzlies' chances this year. I think if there's a year for them to do it, I think that I like their chances better this year than I have ever before. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I think I picked them to make the. I didn't make to. I, I think I picked them to make the finals last year, and we'll see. We'll see if we do that a year. Are we gonna have a? Uh, uh, we'll see if I do that again. Are we going to have a little raffle like we did last year, 
with uh, Michael like stuff, maybe some artwork, maybe some uh, VIP podcast stuff, anything like that in the works. Oh man, I I forgot we did that. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't really thought about it. Um, so yeah, I'll have to think about that and see. I mean, honestly, probably we won't because uh, I don't think I want to. I, I don't think I want to spend any money promoting the pod <laughs> at the moment. But you know, maybe. What if I'll send we can somebody have like- a, a digital file that they can choose to print if they want. You could just send somebody like, uh, like, you could have them on the podcast for like ten minutes, like a ten minute segment. They could talk about the NBA playoffs. They could talk about whatever. I know there's people out there dying to be on this podcast, so uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Anything else tonight, Michael? No, man. I think we've pretty much covered it. All right, man. Uh, right now, who's who's going to the finals? I'll take the Bucks and the Grizzlies. Bucks and the Grizzlies. All right, give me the Suns and the Bucks. There we go. All right, that's Michael. I'm Joel, and we just watched episode seven of season forty-four of Survivor. And uh, yeah, the Clingers have spoken. Peace. <laughs>